Please, that's something special. Fess up. You steal it from your Grandma Jean's house. <laughs> Hope you left her that spoon collection. <laughs> Officially recording the very first episode of Don't Dead, Open Inside. I am your host, Eddie. Also, I'm being joined by my co-host. Yeah, me, Haley. Hi. Her, Haley. Hi. Um, and so this is, literally, this is a, a monumental thing because this is the only Walking Dead podcast that has ever existed. Correct. Only one. Only us. Oh, man. Why did that not... Oh, oh. <sighs> See, we're already stumbling, but I think this is cool. I think this is cool. This is what I wanted to happen, right? This is what I wanted the joke to be. I wanted the joke to be, where is it here? All right, so this is what I, all right, pretend that didn't happen to everybody listening. This is what it should have sounded like. No, that's not what it should have sounded like. This is, but like, all right, so. We're prior, professionals. Per, exactly. Prior to recording, Haley was like, if I stumble over words, are you going to edit that out? I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep all it in. I'm going to keep all this in too. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's tuning out. Um, all right. So we're going to pause Space Junk. Shout out to Space Junk. Heck yeah. That's, that's what that. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you understand the reference. I don't know. Um, so here we go. This is what it should have. This, this is the joke. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Don't Dead Open Inside. I'm your host, Eddie. And me, Haley. Hello. And this is the only Walking Dead podcast that has ever existed as of February 28th, 2021. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. No, no. Seriously, this is probably like the, I don't know. I did a little bit of research on uh, on Spotify and iTunes and I was like, I wonder how many Walking Dead podcasts there are. And there's a shit ton. By the way, this is going to be a very explicit podcast, at least on my end. I don't know. Do you curse a lot? I do. I just don't show it. Okay. But feel free. You can you can curse away on this thing. Um, Thank God. Because we're, you know, it's it's a zombie apocalypse show. People get their heads bashed in. and I mean, it's TVMA. Yeah, exactly. They say everything but fuck on this <laughs> show. So Really? They don't? They don't say fuck on the show. Never noticed. Yep. And we're going to get into that at some point on this podcast because it's always something that's irked me. But They do say the shit word, though. They do love shit on that <laughs> show. Um, so, yeah, this is probably the 2,158th Walking Dead podcast that's ever been brought into existence. However, it's the only one that's named Don't Dead Open Inside. Correct. That's only us. <laughs> Which is weird. When I researched that, I was like, I can't believe no one's ever taken that that name. Has anybody have, like... Don't open dead inside? No, not even that. Really? I looked that up too. Don't open dead inside. Crazy. Yeah. But. Um, it's what makes us unique. Yeah. This is going to be a retrospective podcast. It's going to be a, if you're listening and, and joining us for this journey, what we're doing is we're literally going back to the beginning of this incredible show 
and we're watching episode by episode. And the idea, although things can change, the idea is one episode a week. We watch, we record, and we release an episode. Sometimes we might do two or three episodes in a sitting. That way, you know what I mean? We have yeah. like a back catalog in case there's a week you yeah, can't right. be here or I can't be here. Something like that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am so shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> so, I'm Unlike you. Nah. So I guess before we get into this, and we do have segments, so we have some stuff to make this interesting. Um by the way, we're not going to be just a, a podcast where we talk about what happened in the episode like from start to finish. I think that's something that's been done so many times. A little overdone, but... You know what I mean? Like, so the episode opens with Rick <laughs> looking for gas. Like, we know this. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear a synopsis. Exactly. So a little bit of history between the two of us, right? So we're co-workers. We're going to leave where we work nameless <laughs> just for privacy purposes we want people to find us exactly leave us alone <laughs> um but, but we're co-workers and i had the idea i was listening to another walking dead podcast ironically called <laughs> the walking dead cast which is a it is the number one podcast related to the walking dead um, which we hope to be or in like the top five at some point that'd be pretty cool maybe top 10 I'll something like 10. that because do you well hold on do you listen to any like podcasts about walking dead I don't listen to any podcasts, but I listen to like, well, I wouldn't call it a podcast, but the Talking Dead. Oh, like the show afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because there's a podcast called The Talking Dead. And that was before Talking Dead. Really? Yeah. Cop outs with the name. Chris Hardwick stole it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they existed before. There's Walker Stalker, which used to be a podcast, but doesn't exist anymore for. Womp womp various reasons uh which i'm sure we'll touch on at some point um but Haley and i are co-workers and one day i was just like damn i really do love the walking dead i have a sort of fluctuating history with the walking dead i've had ebbs and flows of loving it and then sort of hating it and then loving it again and which is something i think we could all relate to yeah and i and i just reached out to her i was just like hey i want to do a podcast you and i talk about it a lot at work would you like to do it and you're like 110 percent Hell yeah. Exactly. Like, like, can, like, can you reiterate the text to me? But like, as, like, as if you were saying it. Literally, I got so excited. <laughs> I was like, 110%. So that's what it sounded like. Okay. Literally, like, hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm on board. Cool. And that's it. I mean, that's the history. I mean, when did you get into The Walking Dead? Oh my God. I've been watching thing like watching it for... Oh my god, years. I don't even remember what season was like current, but like you don't remember what season you jumped in on? Right. But I started watching like I caught it on TV cuz like my family would watch it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Ooh, that's like interesting." <laughs> and I mean, come on, like back to when Michael Jackson's Thriller, I've just like loved like zombie stuff. Yeah. And I figured like I wanted to watch it on my own, but because it was like a sequential sort of show i wanted to watch it from the beginning true and yeah then i just like fell in love with it very interesting i joined season three really that's why season three fun fact is my favorite season i love season three but i heard about the walking dead back in what season three had to be 2012 13 somewhere in there yeah um the walking dead was huge at that time it was like oh my god 
how can you not be watching <laughs> The Walking Dead? So I binge watched seasons one and two, and then I remember catching the premiere for season three. And from that point on, I was just, I was hooked. And um, when we get into season three, I feel like we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I actually have been to the town of Woodbury. Really? I, I went to Sonoy, Georgia on a, on a road trip. And lucky bitch. <laughs> I saw the filming locations. I saw, I saw Woodbury. I, I, I was in Woodbury, which is a real town. It's a real town. I hate you. <laughs> I envy you. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Been to a couple Walker Stalker cons, got the governor's autograph, got Lori's autograph, shook Norman Reedus's hand. Which I'm still very jealous about. Very, and very jealous. One day you will. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's safe to say we're both Walking Dead fans. So the way this podcast is going to work, and this is a this is a work in progress. We haven't solidified anything currently. Like we're still kind of figuring out the ebbs and flows of the podcast in general. But we have segments that we're going to dedicate uh, to each episode of the show. And again, for anyone listening, these can change. They can stay. They can leave if we think that eh, maybe it's not working. We'll, we just kind of go with the flow. Exactly. And we'll come up with a different one. Um, also, if you're listening to this before we get into this, um, you can reach us at don'tdeadpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any any feedback, if you have any kind of um, comments, questions, concerns, anything that you want to leave us, send it to us over there. Um, maybe at one point we'll get a phone number. People can call in. That'd be pretty cool. I would. I know Hit us up. certain podcasts do that, but I'm, I'm not giving my personal phone number out <laughs> just yet. So currently we only have an email, but you can email us. Um, and then towards the end of this episode, I actually have, um, I don't, I, I didn't tell you this, but I'm a, I'm a member of a couple of groups on Facebook and I posted on there that you and I were going to be developing this podcast together. And I asked the members of these groups to leave their thoughts on the pilot episode. So oh. we actually have some feedback from people that we're going to, we're going to read towards the end of the episode. You so, got to keep me updated, Eddie. Yeah. Right. Like I'm a horrible co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw shit on you. Um, all right. So here we go. So these are the, these are the segments that we've worked out. Um, and we're going to see if they work for us or not. So we have favorite moment or scene from the episode. So we're talking about season one, episode right. one days gone by spelled B Y E. Days gone. Bye. bye, um, bye. Yeah, bye-bye. That'd be a really cool title. That's what it should have been called, Days Gone Bye-Bye. <laughs> oh, love that. <laughs> love ours too, but... Um, so, favorite moment or scene. Least favorite moment or scene. That's pretty self-explanatory. I even have that self-explanatory. Uh, MVP of the episode. This is a pretty interesting one. So, which character made the most impact and deserves the quote-unquote Medal of Honor MVP? Right. Uh, that made no sense. I think this is going to be a fun one. Uh, something in the episode that makes us think that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I already have those lines. You already have those picked out? Okay, cool. And then this is the one that I'm a little iffy on. What would Shane do? Mm -hmm. And it makes a little more sense. It's more interesting after, obviously, season two. Also, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you've seen the show at least past season two. Yeah. or three or four or five like hopefully. hopefully right it's a retrospective podcast so yeah that's the idea there will be heavy spoilers oh yeah big spoiler warning like we'll we'll be focusing on season one right but we'll probably jump for us like a scene or two or like a second mm -hmm. or two to 
season six or something. I don't know. Right. Something like that. So uh, we will be spoiling future seasons. So hopefully you've you've caught that. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, without further ado, uh, I hope this is the right sound effect. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, man, I need to learn. Uh, is it, it, it's it, the one next to it. It's this one. <laughs> Favorite moment or scene from season one, episode one, Days Gone Bye. Bye bye. Haley, ladies first. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Favorite scene. <laughs> I say talking away from the mic. Yeah, well, for everyone listening, <laughs> I just turned the mic towards her. She was talking away from the mic. I'm so bad at this. No, you'll get better. I promise. I take your word for it. So what you got? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so favorite scene? Definitely. Hmm. There's a lot to pick from. Like, I'm not even just saying that, like, to be biased toward, like, liking the show. Mm-hmm. But genuinely, it's a very well-executed episode. Like, every scene like serves its purpose and does it well mm-hmm. like you couldn't just take out a segment or a scene or whatever and have it be like the same so to pick one i think i'm gonna have to give it to right right when rick wakes up from uh when he's in the hospital mm-hmm. just because like Having watched the first episode like a handful of times on my own, just watching it again and having the mindset of thinking about like the how scenes are like in the way of impact, it's just like the atmosphere, the way you feel when you watch that scene, it's just hopeless. Like you feel like you can almost like empathize with rick like as soon as he opens the door and pushes that bed away and you just see like dark save for a few flickering lights just it's so like draining even though like you're not the one there you're just sitting back watching him like trying to piece together what this world is that he's woken up into mm-hmm. it's it's jarring like yeah, you see like a glimpse of a walker with the little girl in the beginning and you have like a glimpse of blood like from the gunshots, but no amount of gore can really like uh, have that amount of fear equated from that scene alone. And I think like gore has a lot of uh, different effects. Like... It's meant to be like shocking, scary, but I think you could do like something very fearful, like in that scene without any gore. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love it so much. So you're so basically you're saying from the moment he opens his eyes after that kind of that weird effect with Shane right. delivering right. the flowers. Yeah. And then like you like you have the uh you know, sort of irony where you know that everybody's gone mm-hmm. and you're just watching him struggle. And you're almost like, man, like you just, and he's wounded still and. Nurse, (laughs) nurse, help. (laughs) And it's just like a very emotional scene, really. Yeah. And yeah, just that whole part just really got to me in a weird way. 
in a sea of emotional scenes because they like the, the the pilot episode is oh yeah it's filled with emotional scenes absolutely um so where do you end the scene like where is so like the beginning is when he like when it after that weird effect with shane delivering the flowers and then mm-hmm. it cuts to it, it, you there's even like a sound effect of like yeah yeah to like a focus in like yeah. on the moment yeah i say like where do you cut it off i say it ends when he um goes into the fire escape to not fire escape but the exit well yeah emergency fire exit. Escape. Yeah, yeah. yeah to go out because when he opens the door to find all the bodies there i feel like that's a whole different emotion yeah like that's not just like loneliness hopelessness like that's like horror like, I, yeah I, I i even turned to you as we were watching and i was like that is genuinely horrifying it is the aerial shot of all yeah. the bodies covered like wrapped up i can't imagine that just like the camera work too like how you start off on rick's face and you're just like oh my god what is he looking at and then it zooms out and you just see more and more bodies as the camera pans out yeah terrifying terrifying that's so that's your favorite scene in the pilot. I would just because it. Because you're a horror movie enthusiast. You're I a self-proclaimed am. horror movie enthusiast. I that I am. So you really, you really love horror. I do. I yeah. do. Like I, in terms of horror movies, like I'm a big gore fanatic. Like I love like practical effects and makeup and stuff like that. But I really love like how can you project fear onto an audience with them only watching from their homes, like not being there themselves. Mm-hmm. And that scene, I felt like did it and did it like to say it did it well as an understatement. And I just, I, I love that scene. Like I got a lot of emotions, but I think that one like throughout the episode, but mm-hmm. I think that one hit the hardest. And this might be obvious to some people, but I think the best way to watch anything, but especially something like the walking dead is the way we did it. In the Lights dark. were out. It was literally as the sun was going down, right? Fan was on, so there was a coolness in the air, yeah. right? And the, the lights are off, and all you see is the screen. That's it. Yep. And that's the best way to get involved. I mean, that, I mean th- that's why I said it might be obvious to some people. Like, that's how I would watch a rom-com. <laughs> but it only adds to the effect of certain scenes, right? So that, that's a really good scene. Uh, just to add on to that, because... I don't want to just be like, oh, good scene. All right, here's my scene. Um, <laughs> oh, you're fine. No, because I really do love that. I love that that weird effect with Shane and then that moment where it goes mm-hmm. and it all cuts off. So it makes me wonder, did he imagine that? Did he actually, was that something that he saw and he's recollecting that? Like, Yeah, you have to think like, because he's commenting on what Shane said, like about the vase. Good point. Good point. How long has time passed and he's just now commenting on it? Like when, how long did his brain take to register that? That's wicked. I never thought of that. That's a crazy point because he's talking to him and then he looks over and the flowers are like wilted and, and, and dry, dried up. And then he looks at the clock and it stopped. The batteries ran out or something. Yeah. Damn. And his beard, like that's a big tell, like oh, telltale sign. Yeah. He was clean shaven when he went mm-hmm. into the hospital or maybe not clean shaven, but he had like a little. He had a little yeah, stubble. A little stubble. And then he has sort of, he doesn't have season five beard, <laughs> but, you know, he has a bit of a beard. So there's a, I think it's been determined that at least a month goes by. Yeah, I'd say that. Give or take. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate enough. Just because, like, based on. But it's like, how is, 
How is he still alive? That? If it's a month and he's not eating, did the machines keep him alive until I, they just stopped? I don't, you know, that's a good question because like, <laughs> oh my God, wait. Like, that might be something obvious too that people have thought about, but you're right. Like, All right, so hold on. So we have trusty Google here. This is why we have Google. I'm going to type in, like, what should I type in? Um, How was Rick left, like, kept alive in the hospital in season one? Here we go. How long was Rick in a coma? How did Rick live so long in a coma? <laughs> um, oh, my God. Having done the math, fans estimate Rick was in a coma for about 45 days. But humans die without water after three days, it says. I, well, you could see that he's hooked up to like saline, but like that had to run out at some point. Oh my God. Yeah. But it says he had an IV in his arm when he woke up. So liquid was going into his body. Yeah. But like, how long does that last? <laughs> I can't. Maybe that's part of it. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like stuff like that is, I think only, only after the episode has ended because I'm not thinking that in the moment. Right. Right. I'm not thinking that you're thinking, Oh my God. I'm like, thinking, Oh my God, this dude just woke up into, <laughs> into an apocalypse. I'm not thinking how long has he been there? Uh, does, uh, uh, so you just know that he's alone. Exactly. On one hand, it's a little frustrating because if that's true about 45 days in a coma. Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and not everything on the internet's true, but I mean, I, I'm just going it's with fan speculation. And this comes to us from uprocks.com. So there you go. Um, but it's a great scene. And I love um, my favorite moment is when he goes outside the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I love when they when he opens the door and the light is so insanely bright because that's it's such a good way to simulate that feeling of when you step outside after yeah. being inside for a long time. It, the light just hits you. It's like almost overpowering. And then it's cool when it cuts. You see that it's just like normal light. And it's I think it's interesting that it, they shot it like they could have very easily had a, like an overcast sort of day or like very gloomy, but they chose to have it like a bright, sunny day, like a normal day. Yeah. Like that's such like a juxtaposition. Yep. I find that very nice. <laughs> very, very good. Um, also, uh, we have a timer in front of us. And again, this is something we're going to figure out. I feel like for this first episode, it'll be a little longer just because it's the introduction episode. But yeah. we're aiming for, for future episodes to be right around the half hour mark. Yeah. G give or take. We just want you all to get to know us. Yeah. So this, this one will be a little bit longer than, than most episodes. So um, that is Haley's favorite scene uh, from the pilot episode. My favorite scene is, I think it's more of a moment. It's, um, I got to give props to Lenny James as Morgan. Morgan is, yes. he's always been one of my favorite characters from this show. Agreed. Um, just because his journey is so unique mm -hmm. in the way that it's even displayed to us throughout the seasons. He only appears in season one, three, five, and then he's a regular. So mm -hmm. there's like those middle seasons where it's like, where the, where the fuck is Morgan? <laughs> um, but Morgan is great. And the moment is when he's, when he's told his son to finish reading your comics, daddy's going to be upstairs. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, finish reading your comics. It's a nice little nod to the fact that this is based on a, Comic. Oh my god! I didn't. Oh my god! So it, 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 it's not even an Easter egg. It's just like a. It's it's probably like a tip of the hat to Robert Kirkman. Um, mm, that just clicked in my head. 
I love when those moments happen, by the way. I, I had a couple in this episode. That was one of them. I was like, oh, that's cool. They mention a comic. Um, and he goes upstairs and he is determined to do what he's been unable to do for however many days and put a bullet in his wife's head. And I always remember that was the scene that when I first watched the very first episode of The Walking Dead, when that scene happened where he's he's aiming at her, he gets emotional. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. He tries to do it again and then she walks away and he's unable to do it. That was the moment that I was like, I'm hooked. <laughs> this is different than any zombie movie I've ever seen. Right. I hadn't seen any other kind of zombie show up until that point. I don't even know if there really were any. Uh, I think this is what really made the big boom in the genre. I guess. In, in terms of television, right? Right. Yeah, because oh, now, yeah. now you have Z Nation, you have the spinoffs of the show, you have Black Summer on Netflix, which is really fucking good, by Ooh. the way. Black Summer. Uh, not to get, not to <laughs> go off and make a Black Summer podcast, but really good. Um, but so I hadn't seen anything like that in a zombie setting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, this is really special. So I'm hooked from this point on. And I've always loved that scene because it doesn't feel like acting to me. It feels mm -hmm. as though, because I love the way he wipes his mouth. You know, he's like, you know, he, Lenny James is just so good. And I love that he's British. Did you know he's British? He's British. Actually, there are a lot of people who are British. Isn't like um, Andrew Lincoln British? Andrew Lincoln's British. Yep. Lenny James is British. Maggie, uh, Maggie's British. Yeah. The governor's British. Oh my God. Yeah. Not and, to the UK. <laughs> Shane's British? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you would have gotten he me with that. He literally one. sounds exactly like Shane. I, John Bernthal. He it's he's Shane in real life. Huh. It's pretty interesting. Um but I love that moment. Lenny James is just powerful. It doesn't feel like acting. It, nothing about that feels unauthentic, inauthentic mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's just so so good. And I love that it juxtaposes with Rick doing the thing where he goes back up to bicycle girl mm -hmm. and he looks at her and you don't get that a lot in zombie anything where you actually have sympathy for the right. thing in front of you. That's, a, you know, that's the killer. And he says, I'm sorry this happened to you. Yeah. Like a big thing with a uh, zombie movies, television, whatever it be like you find that they're more blood hungry. Like the, Zombies are just kind of there to add to the gore, mm -hmm. like I said before. But you can act like they're meant to be more than just that in the show, which is, I think, makes it stand out in its own way, in a good way, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I love that scene that it just juxtaposes um, between the two of them. So that's our favorite scene slash moment. Now, what's your least favorite scene? And FYI, you don't have to have one. Like, if there's an episode we watch and you're like, I loved it. It's a perfect episode. <laughs> just say it. So, <laughs> Well, that kind of goes against what I was saying earlier, that, like, every scene just has, like, something so, like, for lack of better words, good about it that you couldn't just have the episode without one. Actually. I was just about yeah. to say, so do you think this is a, a 10 out of 10 episode? I would, you know, if I had to, if I had to pick one, uh -huh. and this might be a little controversial, a little okay. hot take, if you will. Ooh, I love your hot takes. <laughs> this is something that she would do at work a lot. My hot takes. <laughs> I would take out the first scene, the first scene with the little girl. Okay. I would just because, like, 
it kind of, it made me think because I was like, wait a minute, where does this fall in the timeline of events? Like he obviously sees the little girl, sees that she's deformed in a way and shoots her and never brings it up again. Like I, I like that you politely call her deformed <laughs> with her fucking mouth like half ripped off. <laughs> like if you were to see that in real life, she's yeah, just deformed. She's <laughs> <laughs> but you would think that if it happened, like obviously it had to have happened before he went into a coma. True. And you would think that in the car when he was talking with Shane about their wives leaving the lights on or whatever, that he would bring up, oh, I shot a girl today. And she had to be about like seven no, it's never brought up again. It's just kind of there to, I guess, show the setting, set the scene, like that he's a police officer. But, I mean, you get that in the next scene. So I, if I had to pick one, I would take that out. I mean, I guess you have to reel in the audience somehow. You have to show off your effects somehow. But I Wait, don't know. you do know that it was, like, you know it's out of order, right? Like you know, like the like the opening scene with the with the girl, is essentially what happens after he leaves Morgan. It is. You didn't know that. I didn't know. Okay. Okay. So you. Oh wait. So hold on. So you thought he shoots a girl and then he goes and has lunch yeah. with Shane. Yeah. Literally, that's what I thought. I was no, like, no. 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 So the opening of the show is the zombie apocalypse has happened, and then when it cuts to them in the car, that's pre-apocalypse. That's what I thought. It, it, it was a time jump. See that. Uh, I couldn't. I can't be the. I can't be the only one. I can't be that thought that, like that's that he, what that, happened. That, that he shot a deformed girl literally. and then had lunch. <laughs> literally, that's why I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> well, you're thinking, why is he not telling Shane what he just did? Literally, today? <laughs> that's what I like. I thought it was like foreshadowing. Like no, I guess like the events, though. the events didn't like quite spiral out of control yet, and it's just kind of like one isolated group that just happened to be hit by the virus like i mean i guess now that you're saying that it makes more sense oh my god that's great though i love that like it's it's funny to like think about that he shot a little girl and then he just goes and buys fast food like i was just confused on when the, where that happened in the timeline yeah i just i'm so dumb it's fine it's totally fine um i agree with you someone else out there probably thought the same exact thing so we just cleared the air. There we go. But okay, so now knowing that, would you still take it out? Um, or would you leave it in? I, you know, I'd still take it out. Just because I, it is sort of confusing for some people? Not only that, but it's just kind of like, if I, like, not even to like move it into the appropriate place to prevent the time jump. Yeah. I just like, it everything worked fine without it. Like I, after that happened, I never thought of that scene again. Okay. I mean, cause like if you want to show the shock of him, like having killed a little girl, there are plenty of other scenes that do the sort of reality check for Rick. True. I think if I had to justify why the creative choice was to put it in there in the very beginning was because this is a brand new show, right? On AMC right. 2010. They want to literally from the from the moment it happens, and it, it takes a little while. It's it's pretty slow leading up to it. It's him mm -hmm. driving. He gets out. He looks. Yeah. He, you know, he looks in the car. He sees a dead corpse. There's. It, it's pretty slow. No gas. The sign. No gas. And then he hears the, the like the shuffling of her feet. Mm -hmm. I think it was just them trying to be like, "Yo, The Walking Dead is here. 
And guess right. what? In the first three minutes, you're going to see a grown-ass man shoot a little girl in the head. That's and then you're going to get the amazing Bear McCreary. <laughs> like, I think it works, but I think if you were to take it out and then just open it with Shane and Rick in the car, mm-hmm. it, it's it's totally fine. I think it would just give more of a shock to the audience. Like, to, like you start off thinking like, oh, this is just like a, you know, a horror show like there's some cop buddies and like and then once you see it spiral like there's like a turning point like you'd have to agree at some point like you're like i'm in this like this isn't like your average horror show like this is something true and i think uh you know just in the way of film i think they did it well then Mm. having put that sort of shock scene in the beginning personally true that true that but then what would you say is your least favorite um i was thinking about this as i was watching the episode because um i was i've always believed that this is probably a perfect episode i think it's i don't think there's any fat on it right there's nothing i would cut out Mm -hmm. right so now i now i'm left thinking okay well is there something in there that that i didn't agree with that i didn't think was authentic doesn't Uh, have to be a scene it could just be a part Literally, yeah. So I, honestly, that's what I landed on because I can't find anything other than, and I, I've already talked about it in this episode, the effect of Shane talking to Rick in, in his bed and how jarring it is, how he's like, <laughs> it's so dis, like disorganized. Like it's the, like the actual image of Shane is so fucked up. <laughs> it, it's always irritated my eyes every time I've watched this pilot. And I've, and I've watched the, the first episode of the show. It, it has to be at least 20 times. Oh, I'm somewhere up in the tens. Yeah. It, but it's always been like, oh, man, like I want to close my eyes because it's so jarring to just watch how discombobulated. And again, it's not a bad thing because it's it's an effect. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's trying to get a point across, but it's just so he leans to the left and he's still over to the right as his body. Like it looks like his molecular biology is trying to catch up to him in some fucking transcendence thing, interstellar going on. Um, Ooh, I it, love interstellar. It's just always bothered me. Yeah, Interstellar's great. Shout out to Matthew McConaughey. Um, so that that's like a nitpick. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's so it's so tiny. nitpicky. So it's like I do think it's a perfect episode. There's really nothing in here that I didn't like to the degree of saying it's so bad. Um, oh yeah, like unwatchable. Have to skip it. Maybe Dwayne. Maybe you don't like Dwayne. Dwayne is a little. <sighs> Maybe his acting, and it's a kid, so... He, Are you saying his death was warranted? He gets a pass. Uh, yes, spoiler. So <laughs> Dwayne does not live past season one, episode one. Well, to our knowledge. To our knowledge. He lives longer, but we don't know in what... You know, but he does die eventually, and maybe rightfully so. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He's a child. He is a child, Eddie. <laughs> but they shoot a kid in the beginning, so fuck it, right? But fuck that one child in particular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That deformed child, um, but like, like we taken out of context. Well, like when he sees his mom and then he just goes and cries. He's just like, Ugh. I was like, ah, and it's like I love that Morgan's like, cry into the pillow, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no one wants to hear you. We have a guest. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I have a weird sense of humor, so hopefully this works for the listeners. Like, hopefully they're not saying, "God, this guy sucks." Sorry. I'm the same way. I just didn't expect that out of you. Yeah. Well, 
get ready for a lot of that and vice versa, I assume. Um, but that little gripe aside, Dwayne is whatever. He's only in the first episode, so I'm okay. <laughs> He's <laughs> if he, gone. If he was a regular, he might be my he might be my least favorite part. See ya, you little shit. You little shithead. Look what you did, you little jerk. What movie is that from? It sounds familiar, but Home Alone. Oh yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> what is this, a Home Alone podcast? Um <laughs> we had to add that in there. That was appropriate. That's my favorite sound effect. Uh, so okay, so that's our least favorite and most favorite. Right. Um next is going oh and I didn't do the sound effect for that. Damn it. Yeah, do it. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna do the right one. That was warranted. That was warranted. And also this is warranted. Good job, Haley. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I didn't do the, the drum roll for when oh. we did the least favorite, so here it is. Okay, we'll get better with that. Eddie bit. cut me off. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say that we just like, I think it's nice that we just like went with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to like segment it like that. Okay. Do you want to segment it? Then you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a segment where I just cut you off. I hate Right? <laughs> All right, so um, this just when I'm quitting the podcast. Oh man, <laughs> not even through the first episode, she's already out. All right, so do we do the do we do the drum roll or not? I don't care. You don't care. Don't All right. Care. All right. So here we go. So this is the next next segment. That's a long drum roll. It is. <laughs> Maybe I could find a shorter one. Uh, MVP of the episode. So who is the character? that you think deserves the medal of honor that seeing what they did is like, damn shit. Here you go. <laughs> you know, as minor, like, and I mean minor to where you can't even see their face yet. Uh, I think that goes to Glenn at the very end. Yes. Hey, shit, Ed. Hey, dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dumbass, you in the tank. Yeah, you. Cozy I, in there? <laughs> cozy in there. I think it goes to him. Just because, like, if it weren't for him spotting Rick in the tank, we wouldn't have had a show. True. I give that. I award that to him. Damn, that's that's hard to beat. I Maybe there's a couple MVPs in this episode. I was going to say the MVP is Morgan. I, you know, I expected that out of you. Yeah, well, I mean, I... Th- <laughs> That's the obvious one, I think. I think is, yeah. oh shit, it's fucking Morgan, you dumb shit. <laughs> but it's like. Do you just call me dumb? No, <laughs> not like myself. Like I'm I'm the listener I'm talking to Eddie. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm not even going to do it. But I think the obvious one is Morgan because, right, Dwayne whacks him in the face with a shovel and then he comes over and he's like, what's your wound? Mm. And he saves him. We can't, before we go into the next segment. I want to uh, acknowledge Rick's supposedly non-broken nose after that. <laughs> yes, yes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with that made no sense. Um, but yeah, so there's a few MVPs in this episode. You got Morgan, you got Glenn. They both save Rick mm-hmm. in different different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Also, for the guy, Leon, the guy that's like, he makes the joke about, oh, I hope yeah. we end up on a cop show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? 
You know, it's it's like, oh man, you're so stupid. You deserve this just out of sympathy. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he ends up being the guy, the walker that that Rick shoots. That's something that only clicked with me this this viewing. Yeah, he's the one that he. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's Leon. He was never bright, and he just walks over and pops. Did end up on a show. Yeah. I wonder what that guy ever did after that. No. <laughs> I've never seen him since, or at least recognized him as, yeah, no. wow, that's Leon <laughs> from season one, episode one. I didn't even know they gave him a name. Right? <laughs> I could be making it up. It could not, it, it might not even be his name. No, I think it is Leon Bassett or something. Something. Um, so that's the MVP of the episode. You think it's Glenn. I think it's mm-hmm. Morgan, but I also agree that Glenn is, he's an, like, he's an MVP in a lot of those episodes coming up. Oh yeah. So. We love Glenn. We'll be talking about Glenn quite a lot. All right, here we go. This is a fun one, I think. Uh, all right, there we go. <laughs> we did the drum roll. Um, that made no sense. <laughs> For this one, I want to start it off with the little girl at the beginning. And this is something that I think they figured out as the show went on. This episode really showed me that they tried to humanize the walkers, whether, oh, yeah. it, whether it was the little girl reaching down, picking mm-hmm. up her teddy bear. Yeah, I thought about that too. That makes no sense. It's like, why would a walker do that? Yeah. It's like, so they're, I think in the early stages of the show, they were like, what it, wouldn't it be cool if they had some form of conscience? Mm-hmm. And they were like, even if they're dead, they're like, oh, there's something I remember. Let me pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then I think they quickly got rid of that because they were, they, they're, they're, honestly, there might have been backlash from critics or, oh, yeah, maybe. Like, what the hell? That's not a traditional zombie. Um, not even that, but if you're humanizing, a zombie that's also a little girl that you shot. Yeah. It makes it a little trickier to kill her the way, the way that, but again, that made sense because it's like, Oh, there's, there, there's a remnant of a little girl in that body mm-hmm. somewhere. She remembers her teddy bear mm-hmm. and he just put a bullet in her head. Yeah. Um, but I'm also talking about Morgan's wife. Yeah, she she goes up, that up too. Yeah. She goes up and she turns the doorknob. And the thing is like, that wasn't even their house. So she had to have known that they were staying there. And also the fact that she... Wait, that... That wasn't their house. That that was... That wasn't Morgan's house, was it? That was the neighbor's. He was like, I never knew him. He did say that. And Rick was like, I've been here before. Oh, shit. So she had to have known that... That doubly makes no sense. (laughs) That they were staying there. Like, even if it was for... So it wasn't like her going up to a random house. And the fact that it wasn't just any other zombie, it was her. So she hadn't have known that they were staying there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she turned a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. She yeah. just stays there turning it. Yeah, like, hmm, this might be locked. Yeah. I don't think, have we seen other zombies? No, I'm saying turn- like, that's what literally. I'm saying. They they literally cut that. They made yeah. them stupid from season two on. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was thinking about that a lot. <laughs> the more I'm talking about, the more I'm like, hmm. But I mm-hmm. totally did not think about that point that they're staying in a totally different house. That's not even her house. So it's, yeah, yeah that's interesting. And like I said, it wasn't just any random zombie and no other zombies followed her. You would think that like they would at least like follow each other, like how they do to the sound. But like if then nobody followed her, like if she was wandering off somewhere, like even though they weren't making noise and how did she know to go to the house if they weren't making noise? True. It's a symbol. It's sort of like, oh, there's mom. And then she comes to the door. I think there was someone behind her. I think there, there was. was a walker behind her. It doesn't make any noise. It just, like, you just see, like, mm-hmm. it's very quick, I think. Maybe. 
Do we have to watch the episode? Yeah, right. All right. Let's <laughs> fuck it. Um, I think there might be a walker behind her. Um, also, by the way, it's weird saying zombies in this show because no one ever calls them a zombie. That's true. I wonder why they don't. Because like that's a common term. Like that's not well, copyrighted. The reason is, as I believe I'm correct in this, um, Robert Kirkman wanted to create a universe this where these characters have never seen zombies, have never existed in pop culture. Uh, so when this sense. happens, this is like, this would be Martians, or not even Martians, because we've seen those in movies. This would be like something totally foreign to us right now happening. We've never seen it depicted anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted to go with with this. Okay, then that makes so, sense. Exactly. So it's not like, oh, remember that movie, Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, Rick. <laughs> that's what's happening. Dawn of the Dead is happening. They're just using pure raw survival instincts. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck is going on. The dead are rising for the first time ever. So I think that's what Robert Kirkman was going for. So that's why they don't call them zombies. He just wanted to avoid it. Um, but it, it's always weird when it's it's just so ingrained in us to call mm-hmm. them zombies. But walkers, biters, geeks. Geeks. They call them geeks. Yeah. I think Glenn calls them a geek in, I, the, I in season that. one. I hate that. The geeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's sort of rude to ge- like geeks in real life. Like I'm a geek. Well, <laughs> me even saying that, is that rude? <laughs> calling you a, like calling people geeks? Nerd. Yeah, I was going to say geek and nerd. What's the difference? I Is there a difference or is it a synonym? I, I have no, I think it's a synonym. Are you more of a geek or a nerd? Definitely more of a nerd. More of a nerd. 100%. Yeah. 110% actually. Right out of Willy Wonka's factory. No. No? Oh, shit. I thought that was clever. Nerds? No? Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, damn it. I just didn't um, want to give you the funny point. <laughs> uh, please, someone write in and let me know I'm funny. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I'm holding on. Um, so that's the MVP of the episode. Or no, sorry. We already did that. Um, oh, my God. Oh, God. This is episode one. And I thought I was bad. <laughs> that was... That made no sense. No, no, no. There's wait, hold on. There's more that yeah. doesn't make sense. And I don't know why yeah. I'm cutting this short. I literally brought up the shovel to the nose. Yep. He gets like a, you would think his nose breaks. Yeah. With all that blood. And the force of a shovel to your nose. A metal shovel. You hear it like the bong. Yeah. Like, and that was directly to the nose, like not to the forehead, to the nose. That was right. In, yeah. Yeah. Direct. Yep. Yeah. So for, and they completely glossed over. <laughs> completely. <laughs> Yeah, like they should have put like a little piece of tape or something. Yeah, over something. It, you know? Because I mean, if they had the material to re-bandage like his wound, his gunshot wound, then come on, fix his broken nose. Yeah, or just borrow one of the band-aids he has on in season six after. <laughs> you remember that? Or no, it's season five. Season five. Remember when he fights Pete in Alexandria? Do you remember that? Yes, very vaguely. Very vaguely. He gets into a fight with the, the husband of the wife that he's... Yes. And then like... In the next episode, he has like a shit ton of band-aids all over his face. Rick does. He should have just gotten a time machine, went to season five, said, hey, give me one of those. I I need it. I just broke my nose back in season one. And then he put it on. Um, But that, yeah, that's funny that it's never even addressed. Like, even if he just went, ah. Yeah, he didn't even ah, like, yeah, there was blood there. My nose. (laughs) My nose. (laughs) Like he breaks character for a second. He's British. Ew. My nose. Oh. Oh, fuck. Isn't that weird? It's so cool to think that he's English in real life, Andrew Lincoln. I mean, he puts on a good, like, uh, Southern American accent. He really does. He really does. And, fun fact, here's another hot take. Hot take. 
They're, they're like fun facts, right? No. Not, I feel like we've talked about this. What is a hot take? A hot take's like a controversial opinion. Oh, okay. What's a, okay, so a fun, a fun fact is a fun fact. Yeah, piece of trivia. Here's a piece of trivia for you. Andrew Lincoln's real name in real life is Andrew Clutterbuck. Ew. I kid you not. <laughs> I would have changed my name ASAP. You would have changed it to Lincoln as well. Yeah, literally anything else. <laughs> Clutterbuck. I wouldn't even shorten it. I just completely scrap it. Yeah. That never happened. Yeah. Ew. So no wonder he changed it to Lincoln. Can you imagine that? Andrew Ew. Clutterbuck as Rick Grimes. How do you even like <laughs> take somebody seriously with that? I am so sorry, Rick Grimes. I am Clutterbuck. Ew. That sounds like a BBC show, Clutterbuck. Well, he is British. It could happen. Could happen. Um, that made no sense. What else made no sense to me? There was one other thing that was like, what? Oh, the hole in the tank. Yes, that was it. I was like, keep your eye out. Watch for this hole because all of a sudden, as he's about to blow his brains out, he's like, Lori, Carl, I'm sorry. And he just all of a sudden sees the opening to the tank. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it was open. Like, you would think that... There, there, you would have seen something. You would have seen some light coming from the tank, but you just see the light coming from the both undersides. Yeah. Yeah, and even when they're <laughs> panning, like, this way, that way, to see the zombies, like, crawling in toward them. That's what I'm saying. Along the... Top part of the tank that you're seeing, nothing. There's no circle. It's nothing. solid all the way through. Like, they're, it, <laughs> they couldn't have just like, this one specific part we are not going to show. Yep. Yeah. I, but again, it's sort of like, if they, if they went in knowing that, right? Mm -hmm. If they were like, hey, so the way we're going to frame this, right? We're going to frame it so that the audience thinks as he's about to kill himself, that's it. For that mm -hmm. sheer second of, <gasps> oh no, we don't have a show. Exactly. Like, can you imagine, or just like imagine if, as the camera is panning across the underside of the tank, you see the hole, mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh, all he has to do is crawl in the hole. Yeah, that's true. I guess it works in that way, but you can't deny that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> like even like if you were to show like a little bit of lighting. Yeah, just like a little bit of light mm -hmm. on the ground. Yeah, like you don't even see it like on his face as he's looking, like as he's directly under it. Yep. To show that, like you just see him like coming toward the ta the camera, like where are you going? Yeah. But I do remember watching that the first time and when he's like, Lori, Carl, I'm sorry. I was like, wow, that was so cool. I love how they did that. And then as I rewatched the episode, I was like, "Where the hole's never there. This is, it, it's a magically appearing hole. That's the best part about watching these episodes again is seeing things twice. Like in a different light. Like Morgan's tattoo. Yes, Morgan's <laughs> tattoo. I don't know if this has ever been commented on, but if you look closely in the scene right after the shower, look at Morgan's tattoo on his right arm, I think. Like his bicep. Yes. I don't know about you. To me, it looks like Morgan knew his wife was going to become a walker because that looks exactly the way she looks as a walker. I guess you say that was a bit of a retrospective moment. A retrospective <laughs> foreshadowing in the past, but the future. <laughs> I noticed that too, that tattoo, like I, like, cause I have tattoos. So I notice a lot about that in yes. movies and like, if they don't want people to have tattoos, they cover them. So tattoos in movies always have some significance. And to see that, I was just like, what is that? I couldn't even figure out what it was. Yep. And then you pointed out Eddie that, oh, it literally looks like his dead wife. His like, zombified wife. <laughs> oh my God. Up to the way that like the hair on the figure was all frizzed. Yep. I was like, oh my God. Yep. 
Like she got beat with an ugly's dick. Like there could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> but like there, there could have been no other reason that that tattoo was there. I mean, I don't know. Like I wish I can't imagine there would be a screenshot of this. But I mean, just just Google it. Type in Morgan season one, episode one. Maybe it'll pop up. I don't know, yeah. but or just pop in your Blu-ray. I swear to God, it looks like his zombified <laughs> wife. <laughs> it does. I can second that. Which is weird. It's like, were they, was that something that was, this is like what I, if I were to ever talk to somebody from this show, I wouldn't ask them. So what was it like shooting the, like, I'd be like, hey, you, you, you remember that, that one specific you, scene? You, yeah. Like I would ask Lenny James. So you remember that tattoo you wore? He'd be like, no, <laughs> what the fuck? I had a tattoo. Yeah. yeah he's like, what the shit is wrong with you, man? <laughs> You're way too addicted. <laughs> but like, was that tattoo, did you guys know that that looked like your character's zombified wife? And that was like right in shot too. Like that arm was facing directly to the camera. So they couldn't have said like, uh, they didn't notice it. Yeah. Like that couldn't have just been his. And they were like, oh, we forgot about it. Like we could leave it in. Yeah. That's just like right there. It is right there. So I don't know if that doesn't necessarily make sense. It's just kind of something that stuck it's, out. It's just a really funny thing that's just <laughs> like, huh? That's a little weird and creepy. Um other than that, I don't think there was anything else that, that like I'm trying to go back through the episode. Maybe maybe for that segment I should start writing notes mm-hmm. so I don't forget it. Um nothing else didn't make sense. The coma thing, if that's true, forty five days. No oh, yeah. sense. That makes no sense how he was able to survive that long. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't really have I don't think there's anything, anything else. Either. Hit the microphone there. Yeah, there's nothing else that I can think of. Um and so here we go. We're gonna round it out with what would Shane do? So I think the way we can approach this segment... Oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. Uh, what would Shane do? So I guess the way I'm going to approach it, maybe you can approach it differently. I'm going to pretend Shane is another character mm-hmm. and see, would he do something differently? And this is all hypothetical, obviously. You start just but so I know But it's just like mean. for shits and giggles. Um, so I'm going to pretend Shane is Morgan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so replace Morgan with Shane. Mm-hmm. Rick has never met Shane before. All of a sudden, it's just this random guy coming up. Mm-hmm. I think in that exact moment, and this is going to be a very common answer for me for a lot of these episodes, I think the way it plays out, pretend he has a son, right? So his son whacks him in the face. He's like, Daddy, Daddy, I got the son, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just come out of your mouth? What was that? <laughs> he shoots him, and then uh, Shane shoots the walker in the head, comes over. Shane, by that point, 45 days into a, an apocalypse, I guarantee you he would have walked over and he would have been like, I'm sorry this happened to you. And he just would have shot Rick and that would have been credits. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, like I think Shane would have approached this random guy differently. Like Morgan is so at this point, even 45 days or whatever it is into this apocalypse, a month we'll say, into an apocalypse, he's way too... He's way too open mm-hmm. and he even talks about it, how he's unable to kill his wife. Right. You know what I mean? He's not even able to kill us. Like he, he threatens him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't kill him. He keeps him alive. I think Shane, Shane was and John Bernthal has commented on this. Shane, he says, was the first one that figured out in this new world. It's it's hunt or be eaten. Yeah. Eat or be eaten, hunt or be hunted. Like season five says it's a it's a doggy dog world. So I think mm-hmm. Shane would have come over, said son, back up. Put a bullet in his head. And I find that, like, 
the part where Morgan did keep him alive. I find that to be very compelling, like in that scene. Because like, yeah, like even like if any of us were in that situation, we'd just shoot on sight. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he took the time to look him in the eyes and say, like, wait a minute, he said something. Yeah. And keep like trust him enough, like a stranger, to keep alive. Yep. I find that very like if I were in that sort of scenario, I I literally would have shot on sight. Like yep. especially in the world that we're in, like, who do you trust? What do you trust? Okay, so you're saying you would have killed the guy yeah. like, instantly? Yeah. Yeah, like well that's that's the thing I love about the show is it makes you question how do you react to something like this, mm-hmm. right? Right. So you always have to pretend like you've never seen this stuff depicted in in television or movies, right? Mm-hmm. Because if this were to happen in real life, yeah. I, I would literally, this is the funny part. If, if a real apocalypse happened, I'd be like, oh, fuck, this reminds me of season five, episode two of, <laughs> of, of, the, of The Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I would be referencing so many, sh- like so much shit. In this world, none of that's ever happened. So mm-hmm. they're literally improvising. So- it is a it's it's a tough question and it's something you always have to remind yourself. They've never they've never even seen something like this. Yeah, that's the crazy part. That's that's definitely the crazy part. Yeah. Like, so that's mine. So that's what Shane would do. And some people would be like, nah, he wouldn't do that because he only evolves into like a real killer, I guess, in season two. Mm-hmm. But I think he would. And the reason he never killed anyone else in season one, not he doesn't kill anyone in season one, I don't think. Shane. I don't think he uh, physically no. kills a human. I don't think so. Off the top of my head, we're going to find out as we watch the episodes. But I And I think it's because Rick comes back to the camp. Mm-hmm. And Rick is so kind of, you know. Shane's just like, oh, God, I fucked his wife. Yeah, yeah. Shane's like, I fucked his wife. And 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 Rick, for lack of a better term, is a pussy in season one. <laughs> he is. He he's, really is. He's kind of a bitch. He is. <laughs> like, in that character development, like, <laughs> I genuinely love the, it's subtle, Mm -hmm. like his character development. Like he's not just like one minute, like he bashes a zombie with a bat, full face shield and he has to take a minute to sit down, not only because his wound hurts, but because like, oh my God, I just killed what I thought was an innocent man. Yeah. He even says you shot that man out there. He's like, man, weren't no man. Mm -hmm. The hell just come out of your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. Yeah. And then like all the way up to the more recent seasons where it's just like, merciless oh like, man bites of guys throw it out and oh my god <laughs> like and that doesn't just happen like in the next scene like you see like yeah. he slowly almost loses his humanity mm-hmm. which i find like kudos to like how they did that yep for rick so what would shane do to you not <laughs> oh god oh man you Oh God! Where is it? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Ew! Ew! Ow! <laughs> Ow! Um, what would Shane do in your hypothetical? That's a hard scenario? question. That's a hard question because, like, at first when you like were telling me about the points, I was thinking Shane, as in like, a, what would I do? Like, using Shane as like a hypothetical, as in like, a, what would you do? Like, being a character in the show. Okay. If that's how you want to approach it, go ahead. Just because, like, that's, I, like, I could see what you're saying, yeah, completely. Just replace him with another character in the show. But like, I, I don't really know how I'd, I'd approach that. Okay, so you're Shane, right? I, right. You're Shane. Okay. Yeah. Go. Like, obviously, what you said, like, they don't know that walkers are zombies and whatever. 
go for Rick to go to Atlanta just to say like, you know what? Fuck it. Going to Atlanta. I just think like not even knowing that zombies are a thing. I just think that's a dumb move. Like I it's dumb. Like to <laughs> to go alone first of all. Like why? Like granted like what does he have to lose? Like he thinks his wife and son are dead. Well, kind of even well even though he wants to think like he has a confirmation bias that like they took his uh their photo albums and whatnot even though they are alive he doesn't know that Mm -hmm. to think that like to see the world that you're in okay you saw the dead bodies you saw you literally saw a military base like to smithereens and to think that there is refuge in atlanta like what makes atlanta different than outside of a hospital where there's all like tents and tanks and helicopters, just desolate. So I like, would I stay put? No, <laughs> but I don't know. Just to think to go and like, it's just commonly known that Atlanta's a big city. Yeah. So I would not trust like to be barricaded in your own home in a small town overrun. <laughs> what makes a big city? Yeah. <laughs> It was, it's funny as uh, as as the shower scene was happening. I was like, "Why would they ever leave? They have a shower. <laughs> Why the hell would you leave here?" Um, like near not unlimited, but just tons of ammo. Yeah. And the place, like the fact that they're gun. Another thing that didn't make sense to me, but I can kind of understand. Not to backtrack, but that's no, fine. The place was still stocked with guns. Like you would think that if everybody was dispatched to go out. And like when everything first started, that they would have taken more guns. Like, not only were all the guns still there, but it looked like it was just every like the cars were were still there. And it's not like the place was overrun by zombies, except for our one poor fella, um, Leon. Leon, yes. <laughs> it you would think that it'd be more like, or at least somebody else had found it yeah that always just struck me as like why not and you would think that like one of the first places to go like when in that station yeah because guns true yeah it's interesting to think because i know that as the season progresses this is like the only season where we get like flashbacks to Mm -hmm. pre-apocalypse season two on you really never see any more of that stuff right uh very few and far between but season one is really kind of heavily focused on giving us sort of the answers and then they even try to find a cure towards the end or like they, like they think they're going to a place that has the cure oh yeah which we'll get into um i love that episode. so good um but yeah it's it's it, i don't even know where i was going with that <laughs> god damn it about the guns about the guns but yeah it, it you know it, it it's interesting it's what do you raid do you stay put do you not feel safe ever so are you always feeling like you have to be constantly moving from place to place to place mm-hmm. it's interesting you know so yeah one could argue why would you ever leave why would why would you go into a densely populated right area <laughs> literally you see like and why is he going there because of a, of a refuge yeah because uh morgan and Dwayne were like yeah they like a military base and they have this disease center there the center for disease. and so he's probably like fuck yeah that's great and then it's just weird that morgan doesn't go with him He's yeah, like, I got some stuff I got to do, and he doesn't even do it. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if you did want to stay back and finally put the bullet in your wife's head. <laughs> I mean, if. Like, you can't. And they had the belief that that was their safe haven. Why wouldn't you go? Yeah. Like, with the idea that there's food and people and medicine and a cure, why wouldn't you go? Also, again, everyone's different, but I think this all does this brings up another, not to backtrack as well, but the fact that Morgan stays to do something that in the next scene he is, again, he already knew he wasn't able to, He's unable to do it yet again. It's great for character development. It shows like Morgan is so. He still has his humanity. He's really, he's a human from, from, from before the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't go with Rick. It really doesn't make sense. In like a theory, like, uh, you know, just a logistics standpoint. I I, I don't know, but then maybe he approached it from the, why would I, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll recommend your, going into Atlanta all we want, but you're kind of dumb for going, we're staying back. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. you could argue that. I don't know. Also, everyone listening, I don't want you to think we're bashing on the show when we say this oh, doesn't make sense. absolutely not. It's just fun. It's just like, you know, TV has to do what TV has to do to, yes, to make their, it. yeah. Like, not everything is like logically, logic <laughs> incorrect. It's just like, they take their own liberties to just make the show more interesting. And you have to forgive it for for some of that stuff. Oh yeah, but we just like to point it out. It's fun <laughs> and laugh about it. Um, not to jump so far ahead, and I don't even think you've got up to this, but uh, there's a moment in season nine. It's not spoilery, don't worry. Um, where one of the characters says something of something relating to the walkers, and they're like, "That doesn't make sense." And then the, <laughs> and then another character says, "Well, dead rising and walking makes no sense." So. <laughs> This makes sense. Yeah, literally, like, you can't <laughs> fault a show about the living dead. Yeah, yeah. Yep. About its use of logic. Yeah, I've always wondered, how do, like, do, like, do walkers, zombies, geeks, do they shit? <laughs> like, they uh-huh. eat, they eat. So what happens to their diet? Like, do they digest? That's a good question. I've never thought about that. And Is that even in Zombieland? Like, I would have included that in, like, Shaun of the Dead or something. Do we ever oh, see a absolutely. zombie shitting? Do oh we see a zombie God. shitting? Well, if it doesn't have a working heart, what makes you think it has a working digestive system? So they're only functioning on brain. Well, isn't that... well? See, this is the shit that I hate because it's like, that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they explain it. They explain kind of in the like disease center, quote unquote. Mm. But yeah, I... (laughs) Zombie logic. And the thing is, every movie movie show is different in their zombie logic so yeah who's to say i would just love to see that like a deleted scene like like the, <laughs> the like, zombie shitting like the one that looks like jim carrey in Atlanta. <laughs> he just act, like after he looks at rick get back into the tank he's like <laughs> he grabs his stomach like he has to take a massive shit. <laughs> i mean if they have enough in the in the first season to pick up a teddy bear and turn doorknobs they can pull their pants down and i don't even crap. think they do that <laughs> Fun fact, I, uh, I don't know who pointed this out to me. It's very rare that you'll ever see a walker with shorts. Really? And it's only for practical reasons because it, it cuts down on the amount of time that you have to, you can cover their legs. Uh, if they had shorts, huh. you'd have to fuck their legs up, you know, makeup wise. That's And it would true. take longer. Wow. So a lot of the times, I, again, generally speaking, I'm sure there has been 
walkers with shorts on, but for the most part, they're always in pants. Or like a suit. I or saw a suit. a lot. Yeah. We love suits. Or like the <laughs> wife is in like some like nightgown. Nightgown thing. And like a cardigan. Yeah. And you never see your feet, I don't think. So <laughs> interesting. Oh my God. I'm going to be on the lookout for that now. Isn't that funny? Walkers with shorts counter. Tally. That's Greg Nicotero going. Guys, come on, man. It, do you see all these extras I got to put makeup on? <laughs> now you're telling me I got to put them on their feet too? They're all wearing pants. <laughs> Ew, feet. Bring your pants. Bring your own pants to the audition. BYOP. What is it? BYOP, bring your own pants. BYOP, bring your own <laughs> pants. Oh, man. Uh, well, that's that. Yeah, that is that. That is that. So, wow, we went for an hour and eight minutes. Our wow. first episode of Yay. Don't Dead Open Inside. That is us. That's us. Again, Eddie and... Hallie. Haley. <laughs> oh my God. I hate myself. Hallie. <laughs> oh, it's Haley. Um, or vice versa. Oh, Haley. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, oh, why is it always Eddie first? What the fuck? Ew. <laughs> exactly. Ew. Ew. That's so lame. Um, but yeah, so that's our podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Whoever's listening to this, if there's anyone out there, you are not alone. <laughs> That's like something you always hear in zombie movies, like I Am Legend. and Yeah. Well, I don't even know if that's a zombie movie. They're like vampires or something. But <laughs> um, So I hope you enjoyed it. Again, this is a work in progress. Uh, again, don'tdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Send us feedback. We really appreciate it. Oh, before we do it, uh, remember I have the mm-hmm. the feedback from people that, were, that, that commented on what they thought of the first episode. So we're just going to read a few here, um, and then we're going to wrap this motherfucker up. <laughs> um, so I asked, what did you think your honest to goodness opinion of the first episode? Mm-hmm. I wanted people not to like sugarcoat it, you know, yeah, be well, honest, be, be honest. So, um, I think what I'm going to do is I have it on my phone here. So I'm mm-hmm. going to like, we'll alternate. Okay. You and I will read different ones. So, uh, the first one comes from, and I hope that people don't mind us saying their first and last names. You can let us know if down the road, you don't want us to do that, but we're be, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to read your last name cause it's on Facebook. <laughs> Shelly. Hibbler says, and we're going to butcher your names. Yeah, there will be some butchering going on here. Shelly Hibbler, if that was the first episode I had ever watched, I wouldn't have continued. It was Uh-oh. absolutely boring to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and do you see my reaction to it? It's the Shock. it's the wow emoji. It's like wow, <gasps> I can't believe it. Boring. I mean, interesting. <laughs> I you know what? To each their own. To each their own. You're entitled. I didn't. Edit. It was absolutely boring to me. Is her words entitled to your own opinion? I mean, then don't watch. But uh, apparently, that wasn't the first episode she watched. So I'm curious what the first episode was. So she watched it out of order in a way. I, especially with this show, you can't do that. Yeah, it's pretty tricky. All right, so you get the next one below it. Okay. <laughs> you have your glasses. I don't have my glasses. <laughs> oh dear God. Here we go. From. Sharon Hackum. 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 Hackum up. Hackum. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I was hooked after that. There we go. All right. So <laughs> good love on there. Uh, Suzanne that. Braun. The first time I saw it, it wasn't my favorite. But now each time I rewatch it, I love it! Exclamation point. I can appreciate the fact that you also rewatch them. Exactly. I love that. Personally, this show never gets old. Like I, I can go back and... Yeah. From... Nancy, oh no, I'm oh so, I'm, I'm so sorry. Spell it. Oh God, Jazik Kilman. Okay. I'm so sorry. 
I liked it. When Rick broke up, the world changed. He was clueless and alone. That's scary. Like my like favorite said, scene. Yep. That would be that would be terrifying. Like, oh my god. I think one of my biggest fears in life is not necessarily something like that, but just waking up and your world, I'm like your whole by world. Myself. I'm oh, by yeah. myself. Oh my god, I would like I get like scared from being like home alone for too long. Yeah. You just like, you scare yourself almost. I don't know how Macaulay Culkin did it. That's our second Home Alone <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, Macaulay Culkin. Um, Inez Juzinski Stevens says, loved it. If I didn't, oh, loved it. If I didn't, I wouldn't, never kept watching it. Was the best. Loved Rick and Morgan. Hated Shane right away. <laughs> yeah, he's, <Fuck> Shane. <laughs> he's sort of douchey right out of the gate, isn't he? Talking about yeah. how women are, he's like, if every pair of boobs on this planet <laughs> knew that you just turned the light off, there would be no global warming. It's like, fuck you, you. And someone pointed this out to me. In the scene where they're, you see the close-up of their food, mm-hmm. Shane takes his fry and dips, dips it in, in ketchup. Rick's ketchup. In Rick's ketchup. Yeah, the ketchup that's literally on his burger, not even on the side. What an ass. <laughs> what an ass. Look, Haley, I, we're close. I would never do that to your ketchup. I appreciate that. I, I would, appreciate it. I that. would dip it in my own. I'd appreciate that. All right, so you're... Why don't you get the two of them? Because that first one's really short. Yeah. Kathy Miller said, I loved it. Made me a fan. Bam. Love that for you. And Rachel... Meyer Armstrong said, I was hooked from that episode and haven't missed one since. A loyal fan. A loyal, dedicated fan. Love a, that. Here's a callback to the Walker, a Walker Stalker. Walker did, Stalker? Did, did, you know about that, right? Like, I do. Okay. I know about it. Walker Stalker. Um, Takbir Bastani Pasha. We're sorry. I'm so sorry. The concept of a sick man looking for his children and wife because in the beginning, since we were not aware that Rick was the sheriff, later on we find out this information and the inquisition is how did you get into that state? I do believe curiosity created at that time was the biggest hook. Yeah, I mean... Wait, we didn't know he was the sheriff? Isn't the uh, first scene that we yeah. see him like in a cowboy? I or Not a cowboy, f- but... One of the first lines he says is, I'm a cop. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, I, I mean, again. We maybe, could be reading it wrong or understanding it yeah, wrong. But I, I, I do agree that that was a big hook of of him trying to find his, his son and wife. I feel like the whole like the reason why the show is so binge watchy is because you're like, oh my god, what happens next? What All happens right. next? Here's uh, the moderator of the group, so you can skip that first part and then go to below it. You see what I mean? How she's oh, yeah. just like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> The first episode was gripping, and I was instantly hooked. I've been watching since the show first aired, and that pilot was the start of something epic. And what's Loved her name? It. What's her name? Oh, Amanda Mackenzie Hernandez. Yes, because she is the, one of the moderators of this group, and I was like, I responded to her in a private thing. I was like, hey, we're working on this podcast. Would it be cool if once we have the once we have it, can we share it here? And she's like, absolutely, please share it here. Love you, Amanda. So thank you so much, Amanda. You're great. Um, you love us too. Yeah, right? That... Va- Valeria Walker. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is that your real last name? That's pretty cool if it is. Valeria Walker, hooked from the first episode. That's what you get a lot with. Like mm-hmm. it's I You're hooked. I don't understand how you cannot be hooked. I've shown this show to so many people. We were talking about this. Yeah. Everyone I've shown it to, it, they're hooked. And you were telling me you show it to people and they I, fall off? Yeah. Like in like especially when it comes to people like I'm trying like that don't typically watch a lot of TV shows. Uh-huh. I'm like Trust me, this one you 
will love. Yeah. Like there's no denying it. And then I'll go back to the, like, we'll watch it together. And that's one of the reasons why I've rewatched the first episode, especially so much. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm complaining, but, and I'll go back and I'm like, Hey, you want to watch the second episode? I'd be like, uh, another time. And then there's never a time. Mm. It's Some just like, friends. why? <laughs> <laughs> this is a long one. Um, this one? Yep. From Cheyenne Rumsley. Oh, whoopsies. Well, honestly, as much as I love TWD, I didn't really dig the first episode. I pushed through thinking it would get better, as is the thought with a lot of shows when they first start. And luckily, it did indeed get better. That's interesting considering that you, Eddie, think that this episode is a perfect 10 out of 10. Yeah, that's what I love about it is. And she's a I, I think she's a moderator as well. So love you, too. She's clearly uh, clearly big into it. But it, it is interesting that some people loved it. Some people hated it. Misty Oakley. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. Right. And falling right in line with how you thought you were going to talk in this podcast in only two words or less. <laughs> but that's three words. That is You did a words. great job, by the way. I appreciate it. I know it. you Thank were you. sort of nervous doing this. So. Very nervous. I think you I think you warmed right up to it. Thank you. Um, only because Misty was really short. I'm just going to read this one. Tasha yeah. J. Rose. I started watching in season two, and I went back to watch the first episodes. I thought it was great, and each time I rewatch it, I appreciate it more. It set the tone for the series that this story is about family. In the first episode, we see a man searching for his family. And in his exit, we see him realizing that he found his family and created a larger family. Oh, that's sort of spoilery. Sorry. (laughs) That's season nine shit. But um, it is a great kind of full circle thing going on there. Oh, that is nice. Um, Here we go. A couple more. Yep. You can read uh, two of those. Okay. From Alistair Ray. First a welcome, and as for days gone by... <laughs> That's me to the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first off, I'm so dumb. There you go. Welcome, and as for days gone by, great start to a great show. Love that. Oh, why do I keep doing that? <laughs> and from Dwayne Fowler. Dwayne. Dwayne. Wow. Did he come back and... He's here to bully you because you hate Dwayne. I just don't like Dwayne in that first episode. If he was a regular, he might have gotten better. I don't know. (laughs) Unfortunately, we can't see character development of him because he died. Yep. One of the best and most well put together pilots I've ever seen. Yes. You would have thought it was a movie intro. (laughs) Yes, I so so agree with that one. Seriously, it it feels like a mini movie. It is. And without and. Even you, you you honestly could argue that even though it ends on like a cliffhanger with mm-hmm. Glenn, it's sort of a complete story. It is. You know what I mean? Like you could mm-hmm. be like, oh shit, he's in the tank. And then you fill it out for yourself. What yeah. happens next? Like, I wonder if people get turned off by the, well, for TV, I think it'd be like an hour and a half, maybe even two hours. Yep. But for Netflix, it's about like an hour and some. But I wonder if people get turned off by that time length because, I mean... I know as of recent that over 45 mark is more common for like sequential shows like that. But I feel like the, even though it's longer, I feel like that's warranted. I think it did a really good job with the amount of time that it had. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, So uh, there was a couple more, but they were just sort of short to like one answer kind of thing. Loved it, liked it. So I think it was, I think it was good to end on Dwayne. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. Since Dwayne does not ever continue on in the show. Um, there we go, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you want to hear more. 
I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little hesitant. Because guess what? We're doing it whether you want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> we think it's fun. I love it. I love talking with Haley. I love watching this. I, I, and, and, and already, I know it's, it's only one episode in. And, and, uh, and the next episode is called Guts. 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 G-U-T-S. Not Nickelodeon Guts. That's a callback to a Nickelodeon Guts. Guts. Do you have it? Oh, my God. Do you have it? Guts. From Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Universal. I love Universal. So I don't have any exit music. I'm going to figure that out as we go on. We'll figure that out together. Uh, also, shout out to Haley for creating the insanely awesome cover art to this podcast. Why, thank you. Uh, it's amazing. When she sent it to me, I was like, it was only half finished. And then she told me what the rest of the idea was and the hands holding the microphones and whatnot. And it was just genius. I did not think about that. So love it. I love everything about it so far. It's going to get better, hopefully. Fingers crossed as we go on production wise, it's going to have music and all that stuff. But we had space junk at the beginning. So yeah, space maybe junk. we should have space junk at the end <laughs> to exit us out here. So um, having said that, guys, I'm Eddie. That's Haley. Also, if we reverse it, Haley, I'm Eddie. <laughs> and uh, until we talk to you next time, we don't even we don't even have a catchphrase to end this, man. No. Oh, no, we do. You ready? What? It's. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna mute our mics so that we can so I can say it to her. So we're gonna say it at the same time. Okay, so here we are. Ready? This oh is God. I don't know if this will stick, but for this at least first episode, I appreciate it ends. That, that you remembered I said that. Yes, for this one, we're gonna end it with on the count of three: one, two, three. Bring, Bring your, your own, own pants. through